You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Vix. Hey, gorgeous souls, it's Vix, and I'm back with New Age Hipster Radio. Yay! Uh, this is the first episode of the second season, the second series, uh, and I'm really, really excited about this conversation. I had the most amazing chat with the beautiful Elle Steele. She is a healer, um, a coach, she is a reader, um, she is just like an incredible woman. I am so, so, so grateful to have met her and had her come into my life. Um, A little bit about her background. She represented Australia at the 2000 Paralympic Games, (laughs) which is pretty freaking amazing. And she has gone from from that sporting prowess to now running her own spiritual business. And, um, she just has so many nuggets of wisdom to share about how she did that and how she works with mindset to create amazing things in her life and help her clients do the same thing. Um, so yeah, I was pretty excited in this, in this chat. So you'll hear me squealing a little bit. Um, I kind of like when I first met Elle, like we just got along really well and it was like we'd known each other for ages. So it's a little there's a little bit of girly screaming in here just to just to warn you, you might want to turn down your <laughs> you might want to turn your your volume down a little bit for this one. Um, if you would like to know more about Elle, you can check out the show notes where all of the info will be and how you can contact her, how you can work with her. And she has a really incredible course which launches on the 25th of February. So if you're listening to this podcast before that date, make sure that you check it out. I'm sure she will be running it again at some point. So, um, you know, even if now is not the time, well, if you're not listening to this (laughs) before that date, that doesn't mean that you can't still, um, check it out if it feels, if it feels right to you. So without further ado, I would like to introduce this conversation with the gorgeous Elle Steele. Hi, Elle. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to be here too. <laughs> this, is very, this is very, very exciting. Um, I was wondering if you would like to kick off this episode of the podcast by sharing a little bit about yourself and who you are and a little bit about your story because you have such an incredible story. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, no pressure, Nathan, really good. <laughs> no pressure. Um, I'm Elle. I live in Melbourne, Australia. Um, I am an intuitive freedom mentor, so I work with mainly women, it's just kind of happened that way, Um, helping them find what makes them feel free in their life. Um, But, I mean, that's what I've got, I guess, have got to now in my career, but it's been quite a lengthy adventure. So my... um, I was born with a condition called arthrogryposis multiplex congenita, um, which is quite rare, and that led to me... Being an elite athlete for a really long time, I saw at the Paralympics. I represented my country in um, around kind of ten times at lots of different sporting 
competitions um, and then later on went to play wheelchair rugby and be the only female to play within Australia. Um, and it was an interesting kind of early life which was so focused on sport and goal setting and, um, you know, in this really insular world where you had to just focus on achieving, you know, one or two things. Um, but that kind of came to an end uh, in my early 20s when I had a shoulder injury and um, went to all these doctors and they told me that nothing was wrong with me. It was all in my head. So um, because I didn't, I, I couldn't really push my wheelchair or get around, I eventually went to a spiritual healer and that was the beginning of this kind of journey of opening up my intuition and learning that I was a healer and that I was a witch and had all these amazing powers and that from that moment it was kind of like, well, now I know I can't go back. Um, so, yeah, now I work in that space and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, lots of information. <laughs> yeah, it's just like such, a, such an incredible story, you know, like to go from being in the Paralympics to having a spiritual healing, <laughs> becoming yeah. a spiritual healer and intuitive and like it's just like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, it's just such a such an amazing story. And I'm really looking forward to you, like, writing a book at some point about your story. Yes. <laughs> we have something about that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, because so, I feel like, um, I feel like it's just, it's so inspiring to so many of us, you know? It's, like, far out. Like, if Elle can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I... Yeah. yeah, I'm very retired now. I do swim teach twice a week. So I'm living vicariously through these five and six-year-old kids learning how to do freestyle now. That's as close Absolutely. as I get to laps. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Um, so I really, really love what you, uh, what you said about freedom. And I know that, like, freedom is your, basically your kind of whole thing. Like, what does that really mean when you, you know, you're working with people to help them become more free and to find their freedom like how like what is that all about I I feel like it's about remembering that you have so much choice in your life we are never mm. stuck in a particular spot um you know in my early 20s I, I I mean I guess even growing up I was super angry about having a disability and um, I used to take it out of my beautiful sisters and my parents um, and I had real anger about me. And then I guess as I started to kind of open up my spirituality and remember that about myself because not only was I fighting this disability but fighting the fact that I was super intuitive and knew what was going on and how people, what people were thinking and that was also painful in the sense of people thinking certain things about disability as well, um, that I... I, when I realised that I could choose how I wanted to react to them and to and react to people's decisions about disability or me as a person, putting disability aside completely, it set me free. It, 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 it showed me that I could choose how I wanted to live my life. And so then I guess it's been a bit of a Tetris game where I've, you know, had moments of where I've worked out, you know, I've lived by that completely and I've like smashed out things and then I've, something's happened and I've forgotten my purpose in some kind of way because no, no adventure is linear. But now I've realised that actually my highest value is freedom. And if I can help everyone be able to get up in the morning and take a really big deep breath and feel like they can choose how they want to feel in their day or choose how they want to feel in their job or their relationship or anything, 
then that's so freeing to them because it means you have room to move. No one, yeah, it's, you're not stuck in one spot. Yeah, I feel like so many people, and like I've done this before, where I think about freedom and I think about like being on holiday. <laughs> like, I don't have to go to work. I don't have to do all of the like the normal things. Like, I don't have to pay the bills. I've just got like you know millions of pounds, and I'm like totally free, and I can just sit on the beach all day. Like, and I think a lot of people think about freedom in that way. It's like, well, yeah. I'm not free because I have to go to work and I have to pay the bills and like I have to live in this society under these rules and everything. And we can kind of get into this mindset of like, well, there is no freedom. <laughs> like I'm really stuck in my like in this situation, in my house, in my job. Like I can't I can't leave, so therefore I'm not free. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean there's um louise hay talks about this there's other another woman um, manifestation babe she talks about this on instagram about how you know when you pay your bills say thank you for paying it because many people can't pay their bills or many people don't even have bills to pay because they don't they're not in the position to have a roof over their head or a b or c you know yeah. and having I mean, I, I guess especially us in the Western world, we have so much opportunity that is like handed to us on a plate. You know, my question is, what are you going to do with it? I've had so many moments in my life when there's been, you know, things that I couldn't do. And so now I'm like, nah, man, I've got to just do everything with whatever is given to me. I'm always saying yes, and then I'll work, I'll work it out. If it means that it's not meant to be the thing that I'm meant to be doing, well, I will have learnt something in the long run anyway. So if it's just a lesson I get out of it instead of, you know, the squillion dollars, that's also okay. Yeah. 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 I love that so much. Like, um, I remember when I was, I was still teaching, I was working in schools and I was really feeling like, I was really feeling trapped. Like I was really feeling stuck and trapped in my situation. Like this was sort of before I'd even really, um, kind of started thinking about running a business for myself or anything like I had I always wanted to be a writer like I always wanted to write at some point but you know I had no idea how to make any money out of that at that point and I just kept thank feeling God you did write yeah <laughs> I yeah. just finished it guys it's amazing <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it <laughs> um so actually uh, you know back in back at this time that I'm talking about I was already working on like had already started that book even though New Age Hipster hadn't even kind of like come into into being you know, weirdly um so yeah so, so I wanted to do that and I was just feeling like really really stuck and mm. I kept like complaining to my guides and angels and I was like, you know, this sucks. Like, I'm not happy. Like, I feel trapped and like, help me like get out of here. And the messages that I kept getting really clearly was like, you need to be grateful for where you are. <clears throat> like, yeah. you really need to be walking into this job every day, being grateful that it gives you the money to pay your bills being grateful that you know, you're surrounded by people like you've got friends here you're doing a job that's actually really important like I used to be a special needs teacher <laughs> it's like yeah. kids need you like you need to be going to this job and you need to be in an energy of like you know I'm glad to be here today rather than like dragging your heels all day because it's not helping anyone yeah. and as soon yeah. as I started to like shift into that energy it wasn't long before other things started changing you know like I started my blog and kind of started to get ideas for you know other things that I could could be doing but I had to be in that place of being grateful for the job that I had and being grateful for where I was before I was really able to kind of move out of that 
Yeah. And I, I mean, I used to, well, I still say to myself and I say to other people, you need to be grateful for the moments you think you have nothing to be grateful for. Yep. Because that's where the most growth comes from. I, I uh, close to nearly 10 years ago, I, so I, my, with my disability, I have no cartilage. And so over a period of time, my right ankle had turned in on itself. And so I was walking kind of on the outside of my foot, but basically it was in my chair. And um, I booked in to have a triple ankle fusion so that I could lock my ankle and it wouldn't kind of move around and it was just going to be, you know, there like sturdy forever. And the night before my surgery, I'd waited for months for this surgery. Um, the, the hospital called me and said, well, your doctor's been in a serious accident. He's had a, got head trauma. We don't know when he's going to be able to operate again. And he was the only guy that could operate on a person with my condition and do this surgery, this particular surgery. And I just, you know, it was devastating in the sense that I had, you know, taken leave from my job and I'd like arranged all this stuff. So everything was like all planned for me to go into hospital, but it just wasn't the, the time that it was meant to happen. And so I thought, well, what, what am I grateful for in this moment? Is it that I'm grateful because I get to, you know, my now ex-partner gets time to kind of get, come up, get used to the idea of me being in hospital? Is it that mum and dad, like, get a bit more, or can get a bit more organised so they can help me? Or is it just that my beautiful doctor gets to heal from his head injury? You know, like, what am I grateful for in this moment, even though it doesn't seem like anything is actually that great? And there's so many of, I mean, I'm sure that everyone can think of moments like that in their lives. Yeah, there's so much, <clears throat> there's so much power in that. Like it brings mm. it back into like, I'm going to stand in my power in this situation because yeah. like, how many times do we just go, oh, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you know, in like blame the universe and blame our guides and angels. And like, <laughs> I know I've done that a few times. <laughs> hey. I um, could have done that tonight when there was a vom in the pool, but really I was like, no, nah, man, this is great. I get to get out of the pool for half an hour. So thank you, child, that vomited in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice one. But it's so, it's so much empowering to, it's so much more empowering to like live your life from that place. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to thank, you know, to, I, I like to kind of visualise that my angels have got like a little office that they're working in and they've got like, you know, the printers and the stapler, staples and they're like getting everything organised for me because, you know, we've got to make big world changes. We're creating a massive impact. And so they need, you know, I feel like those moments, they're like running around the office all crazily, but it's for some reason that we just don't know down the track. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because, like, there's been so many of those times. I think everybody has those times where we we look back at some point where we think, you know, oh, it really sucked and it was terrible. We look back and we're like, oh, yeah, I know exactly why that needed to happen. Oh, yeah. If I think even about my ex-partner, God, I'm so glad we broke up. He's like, so it's fine. Yeah, but I bet at the time it wasn't that. Like, it wasn't that great. No, it was not like that at all. But, you know, and even jobs and... You know, you think like different opportunities that come your way, you, you know, when they end, sometimes we feel heartbroken and we feel like we're worthless or we really blame ourselves for not turning out a certain way. But, you know, maybe in the in the behind the scenes when where the angels are running around in, you know, someone else's office, the magic is being created. We just don't know. We can't, you know, whether you're intuitive or psychic or whatever, you still have so many moments of not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I find kind of empowering too is just remembering that sometimes it's not even about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we like there's some there's a phrase that like really like makes me feel really kind of it makes me feel a lot of feelings. You know when people say like um, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Yes. And I kind of feel like that works sometimes. But I also kind of feel like sometimes it's not happening for you at all. Like it's not even about you. No, no. With no. your story, like, you know, as much as that impacted you and affected your life in a, in a big way, like, you know, your doctor has been in, like, been in this accident. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, that's yeah. big stuff that he's going through. So maybe, yeah. maybe it wasn't even about you and your stuff. Maybe it was the he, like you said, Maybe it was about him and his own healing journey. And maybe you just needed to, like, just wait. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we do that a lot in the spiritual community. Like, you know, oh, I, oh, how is this, like, what is, why is this happening to me? Yeah, what's the lesson in this, you know, and maybe it's just, I remember what a friend said to me once, um, you know, I was like, oh, I wonder what this lesson is. And she was like, Elle, some, the lesson is that sometimes people are just dickheads. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. so it wasn't that I needed to learn necessarily something from it. Or yeah. the only thing was I needed to learn that, that, that there were people in the world that I didn't have to have in my life or be friends with. Yeah. I think sometimes, I, well, I worry sometimes that the spiritual community can get a little bit selfish because we're mm -hmm. continually like striving to get up to those, you know, whether it's the golden gates or just the enlightenment or whatever, yeah. that we forget that maybe the story's not about us all the time. That we just, you know, need to, yeah, it's not about our enlightenment or our ascension or it just is that life happens, is happening around us. Yeah, I, I feel that so much. Like um, I'm somebody who, like whatever's going on, I always try to be like, what's the lesson? Like what am I like, what am I learning? <laughs> yeah. And oh, um, yeah. like just last week I had a whole bunch of haters on my Facebook page, which like hasn't really, I've been pretty lucky in, in my business like I've hardly really had that many I mean I've had you know YouTube I seem to attract them um I wouldn't say often but now and then but yeah this whole thing sort of blew up on my Facebook and I immediately went into that like why is this happening to me like what, like, what am I supposed to be learning from this um and you know I talked to my partner who is very grounded um and he was just like you know it's Facebook <laughs> Like there are so yeah. many like idiots on Facebook, like people just looking for a fight. Like it's not yeah. like you necessarily attracted this in any way. Um, because you know, there's people on my group um and other places where I was sharing who were kind of like, oh, you know, you need to think about why you why you've attracted this, why you've manifested this. And you know, I did definitely think about that because I think sometimes we can manifest these things. Yeah, um, yeah. But then you know, when I kind of tuned into it, it was like, well. <laughs> There are just people out there on social media who like to that are just haters, and you know yeah. they're miserable. So they want to spread their misery around. Intuitively, when I saw you post that, I was like, intuitively, it's just just had a bad rap of people being dicks. You know, <laughs> I don't know whether I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, but I'm just going hell for leather. It must be just it's okay. You're not the in first person to swear on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be the last. It's interesting though how it's always when I have Australian guests that it seems to get a little. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, we're convicts you know <laughs> oh, that's so funny 
um, I think it's, oh no, you know, intuitively I, when I saw that, I was like, there's, she hasn't done anything wrong. I mean, it could be in regards to the Doreen Virtue stuff, but I mean, that's not very Christian then, is it? To be, <laughs> other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know really pushing the limits today. Yeah. You know, I think people just... Uh, people just want to share their misery. It's like when you have, when, you know, I mean, I was talking about, um, we, were, we were talking earlier about different clients, how they sometimes just latch onto you and want to, and this is on a message, don't, when you're listening to this, don't think this is a bad thing from a healer's point of view from it to a client's point of view, but it's also about making sure that you're empowering yourself in the situation. Yeah. But sometimes we, and, and this is not just healer client, this is friends and family and sisters and sisters-in-laws or brothers-in-law, when, you, when you're latching onto someone wanting them to fix the problem for you. Mm. You know, we can't, um, we need to ask ourselves, all right, well, this person, this person is a shining light in my life or I value their opinion in some kind of way, but how can I, how can I get myself out of this as well? How can I take, really listen to what they're saying? Or is it just, do I need to go and be in solitude for a bit? And instead of kind of pushing out our energy and that goes for, you know, everyone on the planet. I think, you know, I'm really conscious when I'm driving around because I feel like I've got Louise Hayes, you know, voice in my head saying, don't do road rage because it'll come back to you. That what you put into the universe comes back. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I just hear, maybe she's sitting in the passenger seat with me, her spirit. I hope so. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Would not surprise me. I have to admit, Um, like, like road rage is one of my worst things. Like, I'm pretty good at keeping my cool in most situations, but for some reason, like, road rage, it just mm. brings it out of me. <laughs> it's like I go to I go to a whole different place <laughs> when someone cuts me off <laughs> in traffic. It's like when I'm here, I'm doing my work, I'm working with clients, you know, I'm all like, okay, we're, I'm out of my ego and I'm, you know, connected to the, the highest realms and stuff. And when I'm in the car and someone cuts me off, it's a whole different, I don't know why that is when you're in the car. It's weird. I also like to agree with you in that sense for myself um yeah i i can be a bit aggresso but it's because i just feel super powerful in my my hotted up subaru you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the thing is for me that like that i it's like this level of anger because it feels like when people drive like that it's like they're putting other people's lives in danger and that's you know yeah yeah well they're being like they're being thoughtless you know yeah and especially people on their phones and stuff that oh. really yeah gets yeah. gets up my goat yeah, yeah. And, and i think you know if i i think also god i've got so many mates that are in wheelchairs because mm-hmm. of one driving decision and yeah. you know the resources that people and people i mean it might be different in the uk people not wearing helmets yeah. do you guys wear helmets yeah you don't have to here yeah, so we do, in Australia, you have to wear a helmet on a bike and when people don't, I think, oh, my God, like if you yeah. fall off your bike and you get a head injury and the people that will have to look after you because mm-hmm. of, um, I just think down to those, you know, the, the down the line of how that affects other people. But anyway. Yeah. That's just something to think about on a I daily think, basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> like, I guess the people who are like making those decisions like using their phone 
um, just driving badly and stuff. I guess they're just not like in that same place consciously, you know, they're just like yes. kind of still a little bit asleep <laughs> in some yeah. way. Yeah, we want everyone to be woke, guys. Yeah, wake up. <laughs> yeah, wake up. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> We've healed the world. We've done it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, but it is frustrating. I mean, that's like, uh, that is something that I find really interesting too, is like when you start to kind of work on yourself and you become more conscious and you notice more things and you try to be like, try to make better choices all the time. It becomes really obvious to you, like who isn't making, like, who isn't making those choices. I know what you mean. And it, you yeah. have, I, oh God, you really have to just be so conscious of when that happens and how they, how it triggers you yeah. and the triggers that, that come from those moments and then there's the moment for kind of self-inquiry what can i learn from this trigger instead of then being the person that projects the energy back out to that person because then it's just like it's a circular energy of blah so how can we break how can we break those feelings or break those moments yeah because i'm driving tomorrow thanks to you vix i'll be like yeah i'm not going to give rage to anyone yeah because it can be so easy to just like suddenly find yourself start judging somebody else because they're not as like awake as you are (laughs) it's like as soon as you start doing that it's like (laughs) off track there (laughs) (laughs) yeah classic for us yeah but it's all a journey right yeah absolutely there will be some gold nuggets in there that someone will realize is gold nugget Yep. <laughs> what were we even talking about again? <laughs> we were talking about freedom. freedom. We were talking about making, you know, that we all have a choice. Yeah, yeah. Because it is like, I mean, it all comes back to that, doesn't it? Choosing how you want to feel. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you get involved in road rage or judging other people or whatever, then that's not freedom. <laughs> that's not freedom. No. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I mean, an example would be like well, I remember when I was like, kind of in my early, or oh, probably mid to mid twenties. I used to go out dancing with my mates to like the local um, bars and clubs and stuff around. I'm in like northwest um, Melbourne, like from the city, and people would come up to me, and I'd you know be in my chair or out of my chair depending on how my legs were feeling, and people would come up and be like, "Oh, you're so inspiring," and um, I just, you know, if I was in your position, I wouldn't leave the house or I can't believe like you're out and having fun. You know, if I was like you, I would have already killed myself or wow. like terrible like that. Um, or I work with people like you. Um, just really weird things. One lady actually asked me one day how it was down there. And so I was like, it's great. How's everything going up there? It was so weird. And I just kind of went, you know what? I what I realized was I felt super disabled. Like I, I, I like projected my, my energy. The first thing that my energy was that you would notice was disability instead of L. And so then I was like, hang on, I don't want people just to see disability because I'm like this fabulous, beautiful woman. I just happened to like get around in a wheelchair. And so I kind of made this flip 
And then when I did, like all the weird comments stopped. It was like I flicked a button. It was so weird. And that was just this kind of moment where I could breathe again. It was like freeing. It was freedom. Yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah, I think, I mean, sometimes we don't get those moments in our lives to actually demonstrate like a, a thought process or a mindset change like an external kind of example to like, but even if you are changing your mindset or you're thinking, thinking differently about something in, pardon me, in the world around you, things are changing. Yeah. Yeah. I always see, think of like, you know, people talk about manifesting, like, you know, Oh, if you want to manifest something, you have to do, you know, X, Y, Z, follow these instructions. (laughs) Like, This is how you manifest. But I think that at the very core of manifesting, it's really what you're doing when you're sitting at the altar and you're doing a spell or you're like, you're making a vision board or whatever. What you're really doing is you're shifting your own energy. Yeah. You're changing something within yourself. You're changing your mindset. And when you change your own energy, then you change the way that the world responds to you and the way that, people and situations kind of react when you're around at least that's how I kind of feel about manifesting I think so too because you're saying to the world well I I notice these things in the world and by me noticing these things they're already in my energy they're already you know as or Abraham would say they're already in my vortex yeah and so you know by just making them in front of face or something that i think about all the time then i'm just reminding myself that i already have them yeah yeah i think that's such a like um it's such a big one with like money as well like when people are trying to manifest money and i know i've done this so many times in the past when i've been trying to manifest money and i always kind of used to focus on like okay well I'm going to visualize the money coming in but Mm -hmm. I never did any work on on myself (laughs) you know like I never um obviously I've done all the work now but like the first place I went to was like the visualizations and the spell work rather than like okay why don't you spend some time really looking at what's going on inside of you with your money stuff like how do you really feel about money um so often, you know, when we start doing that inner work, we find out that actually the reason that the money's not coming in is because of all sorts of other things that are going on in our mindset. Yeah, and it could be so, so far down the yeah. bottom. You need yeah. to don't don't be the don't be the person who goes to the healer once for their money things or yeah. does the course for seven days and thinks it's gonna fix it. You know, it's yeah. this is about peeling the onion. You know, it's about layer after layer after layer. And it might be that when you're 50, you get that moment of, oh, my God, I finally <laughs> I finally made some money. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa, for the first time I've actually hit what I wanted. It's been on my vision board for 75 years. Yeah. But it's, it's so funny how we, I mean, I, I was talking to a couple of girls about, you know, the idea of self-love as well you know it's not that one day you wake up and you go yes I love myself and then 
best of your life, you love yourself and every day it feels amazing, mm-hmm. you're going to have days where you feel like, yeah, I like freaking love myself today. And then maybe three days down the track after that, you might have a crappy day. But that's because you're human. You're having a human, you're a soul having a human experience and you're meant to have days so that you can peel another layer of the onion. Yeah, self-love is such a hard one. I know. So <laughs> but I feel like it's at the, like, I really feel like it's at the, um, like, it's at the core for, like, so many things. Like, even, you know, I was just talking about money. It's, like, so often, like, people can't bring money into their life because they actually don't really love themselves or even like themselves yeah. very much. And, like, yeah. if you don't think that you're, like, worthy of it, you're not going to be able to receive it. Or you do receive it and then you spend it on shit. <laughs> Yeah. which I've done plenty of times. <laughs> I reckon uh, people had said to me in the past that I needed to get shares in Kmart because I basically would just get my money and then I'd go and send it at Kmart on stuff that I didn't need. And the really interesting thing, and it's only probably happened in the last 18 months, where I went, hang on, I don't need to fill a void anymore because my void is already full with me. So yeah. I don't need to buy stuff to feel this, like to get that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. feeling yeah and it was this kind of went oh my god and so then I just like stopped going to Kmart every day I mean <laughs> so, like I mean I've got some cool stuff but it was not you know and then it was my beautiful friend Megan um cook she's soul potion um that's her stuff you should follow it she came over to my house and we decluttered my lounge room and my bedroom and we threw out like all this stuff and it was like you could I could breathe again I had this lamp from a from an ex-friend in my in my lounge room and once that kind of that lamp got taken by someone um you know we have these good karma networks around where I live so if you don't want something else you put it up on Facebook and you're like hey there's a lamp does anyone want it and they can come and take it from you um you know because one person's trash is another person's treasure And as soon as this lamp kind of like left the threshold of my house, it was like I could breathe again and felt like my house was so much more full of love and happiness and not cluttered and stuff. And it's a, you know, your house and your home is also a deep reflection of how you are and how your mindset is and how you are in the world. Yeah, that's so true. I'm just like looking around my office. (laughs) It's not too bad. Like I do... I have, like, I have been through, you know, the whole, like, Komari thing, like, quite a few times, yeah. but there's definitely a few piles and things in here that's, like, hmm, probably need to sort that out. Um, but I'm really envious of your bookshelf. P.S. Guys, I haven't actually been to her house. <laughs> I, just see, I just see it on Insta, on Facey, and I just love your bookshelf. It inspires me to get, like, a full wall bookshelf. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, it's got some pretty good books on it. It's also got a lot of books on it that I haven't read yet. That's okay. Quite a lot of decks. But I have, um, you know, in my Komari, I have been through that bookshelf like so many times and every time I go through it, I find something else to give away, which is quite cool. Um, But then, you know, I buy books quite often, so I have to give some away so the other ones can fit. (laughs) Well, I do have 42 decks, so I don't know how many have you got. Um, I'm not really sure. 
but mine do kind of like mine do tend to come in and out a little bit as well like I have a few that are like you know never I'm never gonna leave and some kind of feel like they come into my life for a little while and then I give them to friends or um I've given some to Oxfam as well and they um they tend to sell theirs online I think so that's a really yeah, it makes me feel really good, you know. If it's a deck that, like, is just sitting around collecting dust and I'm not feeling drawn to using it again, like, somebody yeah. else might as well be using it. Yeah, oh, that's a good, yeah. I give um, my old decks that I don't use anymore, I send them one on and off, I send them to my clients, like, in oh, the mail. Nice. Yeah. Um, or I use them at workshops and just hand yeah. them out, like, a little kit and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that so much though, like what you're saying about self-love and how connected it is to like filling like filling those holes with shopping. Um, yeah, because yeah, I feel like that's such a big thing and I think you know, like I've been talking a lot over the probably like, you know, same as you, like 18 months or so about, you know, like minimalism and decluttering and like conscious consumerism and stuff. And it's really cool how many other people kind of seem to be in that place as well. Yeah. The, the world is noticing. Well, you we know, kind of have, yeah, we kind of have to, we kind of have to, like whether you, whether it's for self-love or not. Yeah. We kind of yeah. Well, if we want to be here in, you know, 150 years, we need to notice now, don't we? You know, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, a few weeks ago in Melbourne, it was 45 degrees. And then today it was absolutely pouring with rain <laughs> yay melbourne <laughs> uh, no, but i mean that could be in one that could happen in one day yeah. too, yeah. um you just think and it's really like it's such weird you know we had a week i think it was the week before i went to hawaii we had a week that was like barley weather it was mm. just pouring with rain and then but really steamy and hot and we don't have that in melbourne you know you, it, yeah. it's interesting to notice that yeah, climate change is, is happening and yeah. the world is changing and we can't just, the, you know, consumerism can no longer control how the world, you know, spins and how we all live. Um, pardon me, people are noticing that that isn't working for them anymore. It's even things, you know, like I took a, I took a metal straw to Hawaii with me so I did, when I bought my smoothies I didn't have to use a plastic one. It's a sim. What you know? What can you do in the world in your day that just makes one small little difference? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like you know. I mean, we we have to. We are like at the point where we have to really pay attention to this stuff. But I think the fact that so many people are talking about it too, like more people are starting to think like, oh, like why do I keep like why do I keep buying all this stuff? Like why like. Yeah, and I always say to people when I'm teaching the um, the money love course about money, like the when I created the course, um, well, even like on the sales page, you know, it's like this isn't about you getting more money, which I think puts a lot of <laughs> a lot of people off from the start. They're like, what? <laughs> like, that's what a manifest money. It's like if you like start to really notice like how much money you're spending and what you're spending your money on and stop spending your money on stuff you don't need or really want, you will have more money. And I found like that really happened for me a lot because I was one of those people that was constantly like, guys, like I need more money for this. <laughs> like I need money for this other thing. 
And they were like, well, stop, stop spending money on the stuff that you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, I've even done, I've done this a few times and I still do it sometimes because I find it really useful where I just spend like a whole month and I don't buy anything, like any material items at all. Like I don't buy a single thing unless it's like something that I need, you know, like um, toiletries or something like that. And the amount of freedom that I feel from doing that is insane. Because it make, it gives you back control of your life. You know, yeah. you're not searching for this external feeling that you think you're going to get from something. Exactly. And I know the feeling. Uh, you know, I, it's such a... My, my mindset has changed so much in the sense of, well, I'll, I can go to Kmart, but I'll have a conversation with myself where, as to whether I need it or I want it. And, yeah. and uh, you know, next, next question after want it, is it really necessary? Have I already got one at home? Yeah. You know, is it that I really desperately need four T-shirts for $9 or have I just not done my washing and they're actually... <laughs> Machine, machine, you know, it's just and it's making, making it, and it's it's so interesting because you know I've had my my friends on and off have spoken we've spoken about you know like conscious eating and you know what do you put in your mouth and um, also in the sense of if you want to be a, your body to be a certain way as well are you are you actually consciously loving yourself in everything that you do are you drinking enough water are you having a burger for tea in something you know that it will not make you feel that good or are you are you loving yourself in every step of your journey as you know in terms of are you spending money that will that you that you could actually just put into an account because what would really make you desperately happy was to buy a house one day mm-hmm. and instead of spending the 10 bucks on something that you don't need you put it in an account and then in a certain amount of years, you might have a house deposit. Yeah. My parents will be so listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> it all adds up though, doesn't it? Like it all, yeah, it absolutely. All and I, I feel like so many, so many of us, cause I know I used to do this. Like I was just so unconscious. Like I just wasn't thinking about stuff. Like I used to go to, um, I used to go to Superdrug, which is kind of like Priceline here, like every yeah. day after work just because it was on the way home and I would always like buy a new nail polish or a new lipstick or like some new hair product that like promises to make my hair amazing and like (laughs) you know like 90% of that stuff I get at home and just be like I don't really like this now (laughs) like what am I doing (laughs) like what am I spending like you know 10 10 pounds a day or sometimes more on like this stuff that's just it's not making my life any better yeah yeah because you know, I think, wonder if it was just that, I mean, I know from my point of view, I just wanted some, I wanted someone to love me or to give me a feeling that I had was missing. But really the only person that could ever give me that feeling was myself. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think, you know, I've been, oh, sorry, that was my, um, an email coming through. But um, I think about how, you know, and this part of this journey in my business has been interesting in the sense of earlier we were talking about Valentine's Day this week Um, and so I've been single for a long time and having to learn that finding a relationship isn't something that will um, give me the love that I think that I need. Mm -hmm. 
the only person that can give me that love is myself and can give me the abundance in every area of my life. And, you know, whether that's, you know, being a, a business mogul and making the money or, you know, saving the money or, you know, making, making just conscious decisions in everything that I do, it all comes down to how do you want to feel every day and how do you want to live your life? And not looking outside yourself for things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so interesting, you know, like when I first decided that I was not going to spend any money like on material stuff for a month, I felt like my first reaction to that was like, this feels like I'm denying myself. This feels like I'm not going to be free. Like I'm not going to have the freedom to buy the things I want. Like why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? Oh, yeah. And so it was really interesting, like by the end of the month, to really kind of get to a point where I was like, I've got, you know, 200 extra pounds in bank, which is yeah. like, I could go away for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't felt like I've missed out on anything. Yeah, I know. It's so funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, uh, just. It's it's such an interesting. We as humans are such interesting creatures. We're so weird, aren't we? We're so we weird. We like know oh, where it's yeah. at, like, <laughs> yeah. what we're doing, and how we make choices. And oh, we have no idea. We know like one little droplet in the yeah. ocean of how the world really go, works and swims around. Oh, it makes me mm. laugh. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah, it's just like you know, it's amazing to me, like you know, how much time I used to spend, like, doing these, like, money spells, <laughs> like, trying to, like, visualise, just, like, visualising the money, visualising the money coming in, when actually I could have just started getting really conscious about, well, where is the money that I have actually going? Yeah, exactly. And you know what's really, it's so funny, I, beca I became really good at doctoring my, um, my account, a screenshot of my account, and putting it on a vision board, so it had, like, swillions of dollars in it, but... <laughs> I, it's so far away from where I sit in my vision board, I can't actually see the numbers. Like, I'm too blind. So <laughs> I, unless I go right up to my vision board and actually look at it, yeah. I couldn't really see what the numbers were anyway. So I may as well just do the actions of believing that I'm abundant and that I'm worthy of having everything in the world and trusting that and you're not wavering at all just being like yeah man this is the truth for me and it may come in different forms than having screwing into the bank it might come in the form of you know getting people buying you dinner every night for a month or something like that you know money comes in so many different forms we often forget that we think that it has to come in like a form of cash yeah. the amount of people always buy me lunch or buy me dinner like it's a real I'm, I'm very abundant in that sense. And so I used to, you know, I used to think, oh, I want to turn this into cash though so I can spend it on the things that I want. But actually that was just me thinking that I needed something else at Kmart or Priceline or whatever, you know, to fill the void. Instead of sitting down with these people and having beautiful conversation and experience with them, that's so much worth so much more than any kind of money. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, the thing that we value the most is our relationships and the people in our lives. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, like, no one sits in their, on their deathbed and they're like, oh, I wish I had more money. 
Well, if they are, they're missing out. Oh, yeah, I wish I'd made more money and spent less time with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so weird. And yet we spend our whole lives like, like dissing our friends so that we can work more. Oh, oh yeah, no massive realization and aha moment during podcast recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we miss yeah. out on just. Oh, I, I'm so glad that I get to do what I do. You know, I think about how frustrated I was working in local government, and I worked for a big bank. You know, one of the big four banks in Australia. And how, you know, I just felt so all the time. And now I get to have conversations like this and work with amazing people and get to live consciously. And, and it's just such a, a beautiful gift. I feel like I feel so grateful for it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> um, one thing you were saying, though, before we got on the call was um, you started talking about how can people like there's probably people listening to this who do have that job you know who are like you know where i was working in a school where you're exhausted and the energy is really tough or like you know working in a big corporation like all of that kind of stuff like what advice would you give to people who are in these situations where they're feeling like really stuck how yeah. would you suggest that people kind of start to connect more with that feeling of freedom I was saying, well, and I do say that, you know, you can wake up in the morning and choose how you want to feel. Now, there is one kind of, I get an asterisk to that. So there are people with mental illness that sometimes can't choose how they want to feel. And I totally get that. I've been there. But there are other ways you can get around that. So I'm just going to park that comment just like over to the side for a second. But we, we as humans have this power to be able to acknowledge how we feel in certain situations and either breathe into a feeling of despair or frustration or get up from where we are, walk over and make a cup of tea and by the end of that cup of tea go, I'm, I'm going to tell myself that I feel good at the end of this cup of tea. We can trick our brain into feeling a certain way. And so, you know, you might be in a job or in a relationship or, you know, in a house um, or a living situation that doesn't feel so good for you. And at, in that moment, it might feel like you're stuck and you might physically is, you know, your, your um, what do they call um, bodies? Like your meat sack, like your body <laughs> might, be, might be stuck physically in that. But your heart and your soul and where you want to be doesn't have to be stuck in that situation either. So, you know, it might be that in the morning, instead of getting up and going, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to go to this stupid job today, you get up and you do 30 minutes of kundalini or you go for a run or you go for a swim and then you get to your job and you go, well, at least I've got a job. And so I'm going to just... Today I'm choosing to feel okay about this and then the action is I will apply for three jobs tonight or I will get myself a career coach and be proactive about it. So in this, in this kind of choice of um, I can choose how I want to feel, you need to then take it to the next step and be proactive and take action, you know. So if I think about my when I was swimming, I wanted to win a gold medal for Australia. That was my ultimate dream for like forever and ever and ever. 
And so I kept, I, you know, I'd swim 70 to 100K a week. I'd be like doing all this really long hours in the pool. And some days I didn't want to do it, but I needed to, I, I'd already made the choice that I wanted to win a gold medal for Australia. So I needed to take the actions and the, the action and get in the pool, even though I didn't want to do it. So there were going to be moments when, you, you know, the being proactive is frustrating, but if you want to get somewhere, if you want to get to a certain feeling and, and get yourself unstuck, you need to remember that you have oodles of choice. And by giving yourself that reminder, it gives you freedom because you go, well, I'm actually not stuck in this place. I don't need to have a job that I need to run away from, you know, because we were talking about how holidays often spark the idea of that's freedom or not having to pay bills, spark the idea of that, you know, that's freedom to me, not having to pay bills, but maybe like having an ace job that you love that you don't have to run away from and that pays the bills as well is actual freedom. And if we think about, you know, people with mental illness and that feel that it can be overwhelming for them to, to do that mindset change, then the thing that they can do or gift themselves, and I know that I did this in the past, I've had on and off had you know, anxiety and depression is that I found myself an amazing psych. And so that I got to give her my pain, mm -hmm. not that, you know, she, she was professional. So she carried it in that sense, but I then could like blah all of my sadness and my frustration out to her. And she would then help me and remind me that I could be proactive and take steps. And so then that gave me freedom as well. It was just that I didn't, have to do it all on my own because in that moment I didn't feel strong enough um you know freedom is a choice and it's I, I said on my on Instagram post the other day that you know we you either have a choice to live a life that is making you feel like you are living a dream of wonderfulness or you choose to be stuck in one's and everyone is just the worst and you know to put out hate into the world you know which one would you rather I think that everyone knows the answer to that yeah yeah it's such good such good advice Elle because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's interesting like there's so many people who you know like appear to have it all like on paper like people who have yeah. the you know have the job have the money have the relationship have the nice house and, you know, I mean, you've probably experienced this too. Like a lot of those people come to us for a session. Yeah. They're like, well, on paper, everything looks great, but there's something missing. There's something wrong. I'm not fulfilled. I don't feel in alignment. Like there's all this other stuff going on. And yet there's other people out there who like on paper seem to have very little, you know, like they work in jobs where they're not making that much money. Maybe they're single. Like there's all sorts of other stuff going on. but like sometimes the energy <clears throat> that those people are carrying is like totally different. You know, they're just like, they're so grateful for where they are and they're feeling yeah. like they're free. <laughs> and it's, yeah, like it's so interesting that when we think of, um, well, when many of us <clears throat> kind of think of freedom, we think of, you know, it's cash money <laughs> and it's holidays. Yeah, yeah. But and it could just be that, you know, you, you wake up and you can breathe. You know, I remember like a lot, I think it was about 10 years ago now, my big sister got really sick. And, you know, for a moment there, we didn't know whether she was going to make it. Like she was, she had tuberculosis. She was really sick. And 
in that moment when she was sick, it, it taught our family about self-care. It taught, it taught us all about not overdoing it because then you get sick. She actually, she was an S, like a special ed teacher as well. And I'm just so grateful that she taught us that because she made us, well, she helped us learn to see that life was not like just about getting up and going to work nine to five and coming home. It was so much more than that. And now she's a Kundalini yogi. Like she really embodied that. Like she's very, I find her very inspiring. She would think that it was weird that I was saying that I think, but uh, you know, she just made a choice to, she made like on, in this moment on death's door, she made the choice that she was going to live her life to the fullest. And now she's, you know, done Kundalini. She's got a beautiful baby boy. She's met the love of her life, you know, and, but, on, you know, if you really look on paper, they probably look like they don't have much, but they have so much love in their hands, you know, and happiness and mantras. I can hear them through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I live next door. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why can't she hear them through the wall? Does she stand out on their yeah. front porch? <laughs> I love that you live next door. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, we can't get enough of each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this conversation has been so awesome. And, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's all stuff that we all need to, we all need the reminder at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that really, you know, it's not about, the um, the umbrellas in drinks on vacay. <laughs> no, it's Although not. It can I mean, be that too, right? Like totally can be that. And Hawaii. If you want, yeah, Hawaii. If you want to have umbrellas in your drinks, like go and buy some umbrellas and have them oh. in your drawer at home, and like have them in your drinks. You know, we don't need to wait for the holiday. Just do it now. <laughs> I love that so much. I never thought about doing that. I've got these straws that have moustaches on them. I use them like a smoothie. <laughs> I love it. Did you get them at Kmart? Um, no, I got them as a present. I don't know where oh. I got them. Yeah, they've been a good, a good uh, Invasion Day gift. They were a few mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> invasion Day gift. I didn't know we were supposed to give gifts on that day. No, I was like a semi-housewarming Invasion oh. Day. <laughs> Well, I'm glad they're serving you. Yes, they have. They've, they've, they've lasted a very long time, actually. Quality product. My oh. dad would be <laughs> awesome. Um, would you like to let everybody know, like, how they can work with you, where they can find you, all of the amazing stuff that you're offering in the world, and um, all that good stuff? I can do that. Um, so my Instagram is I am L Steel. Um, I play on there quite a bit. I also have um, home on Facebook, um, I am Elsteel Australia, and then my Intuitive Freedom Movement group. Um, you can also work with me um, in small way through my Patreon site. So everything is under IML Steel because it's just easier. Um, but you can access my Patreon site through my bio and my Instagram profile. Um, but I'm also have launched, which starts on the 25th of Feb, a Find Your Freedom nine week coaching, mentoring, healing, transformative um, program. So in this program, I'll be teaching people how to really close the gratitude gap and 
find their freedom in their life. So we're working on embracing your intuition, learning why gratitude is so important. I've got two weeks dedicated just to healing breakthrough stuff. So energetic reorganization, getting into your aura, clearing your your blocks um, and looking at your limiting beliefs and how they're sitting energetically in your body. Um, So it's, going to go deep it's heaps of stuff that i've worked on over the years all compiled kind of into one program um so i'm looking more at working in groups with people um than one-on-one so i i just feel like when you work in a group the healing is just so much more powerful you're not only are you healing yourself but you're healing your sister and your brother and your mum and your loved ones it just spreads out the ripples spread out and, you know, if we can create that ripple effect into more and more people through these healings, you know, then uh, and programs like Find Your Freedom, that's what I want to do. So, yeah, that's how you can work with me. I'm very busy but very happy and excited and feeling freestly joy all the time. <laughs> yeah, yay. Your course sounds absolutely epic. Yeah, I'm really excited. So 25th of Feb it starts. Yeah, awesome. And you still do um, like your readings and your videos and stuff on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Are you still going to be doing those? Yeah, so I'm going to do um, the second Monday of every month. They'll be on Instagram and in my Intuitive Freedom Movement group. Um, But if you want readings and um, channel meditations every week. That'll be in my Patreon group. So from my, my Patreon Freedom Goddesses, they're like the, the top tier, which is only 15 bucks a month, Aussie um, dollars. So um, that's, like, that's like hardly anything in like, yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally hardly anything in the UK. I know you lucky guys. Um, so, yeah, they get um, like weekly um weekly readings channel meditations i popped one in their group today so they've got their own designated facebook group that we post things in um i also like write ebooks for them on different topics and just post it in there um and yeah they get discount codes to my events and all that kind of stuff so yeah the patreon guys i love my little patreon group they're so beautiful so there's freedom mermaids freedom unicorns and freedom goddesses so three different tiers um, that you can yeah, get little pieces of information and just small things. But, um, yeah, if you want weekly readings and channel meditations, um, the, yeah, the Freedom Goddesses is the group to be in. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I will put all of those links as well in the show notes and I will put them on the blog post as well, depending on, like, where you're, where you're listening to this so you'll be able to find Elle and all of her amazing magic that she is showing the world. This has been like such a blessing to have you on the show. I'm so, like, I'm so excited that we, I'm so excited that we met. <laughs> we got to have this conversation today. It was so beautiful meeting you. It was like a massive fangirl moment for me. Uh, likewise. <laughs> okay, thank you so, so much, Elle, and I will, um, I will see everybody on the next podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.